This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network. Oh, what's going on? Facts? I am so glad this election stuff is almost over. Yeah. The time we're actually recording the show, uh, Joe Biden, uh, uh, you know, was announced as the president-elect. But our, uh, was he announced? Was he officially announced? Well, you know, you know, President Trump is actually just sitting there and, you know, with his lawsuits and everything as of today uh, when we're recording this podcast. So who knows? <laughs> you know, but Biden's really, uh, you know, he already started uh, planning out his uh, team of uh, cabinet members and all that good stuff. So, and he's already coming up with his uh, coronavirus, uh, coronavirus uh, task force and, you know, coming up with all these new rules and, you know, get ready to wear a mask, Max. Get ready to wear a mask. So is that uh, mandatory vaccines? I don't know. I haven't heard about that. You know, I mean, I'm opposed to have, getting a vaccine, but until things finally just, you know, let other people try it, you know, you know, sort of like the, the Apple iPhone update. I said this plenty of times on the show here, definitely, uh, until it's, uh, you know, don't nag me, don't nag me until I want to see how everything goes. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's forcing me though. Like that's, that's where they're going to go left. Yep. Trying to force people. So welcome, welcome to to what you talking about, Libby. So uh, how was your uh, week going on? Uh, my week was pretty good, man. It was a lot of, uh, tension and, uh, you know, like worry in the air and a lot of, you know, different things going on. But for the most part, I, know. I was good. You know, it's funny how they uh, put this, you know, the election was uh, last week. And, you know, then they finally announced uh, last Saturday, you know, of who's, you know, if, if uh, Biden or Trump got Pennsylvania and Biden got Pennsylvania and the lawsuits are flying and Trump thinks uh, there's all this fraud going on and Biden is ready to put his uh, cabinet together. I mean, it's just it's crazy. What happened to the old-fashioned days? You know, the old-fashioned days, uh, you, know, you, you know, the election results come out and the president's announced the next day, and that's it. Not, not this. 2020. Well, <laughs> you know, they're saying it's a lot of fraud, and they're saying that um, a lot of people voted for Trump this time, and, and, and they're saying that uh, there's no way that Biden won. So they just want to go back and double-check and see what's what. They're saying that... Um, you know, there were dead people that uh, voted. They were saying that. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. There was um, invalid ballots that came through. Um, so they're saying that it wasn't all the way 100. I, I was looking at a few different stories. They were talking about. Uh, they were talking about like there was like a seal, like there was a security seal, and like a lot of the ballots that came out. I think most of them, and uh, people didn't know too much about them. So, you know, they're having like a, a homeland security even came out and said, yeah, that it was true. Um, so there's just a lot of different things that's going on um, with these ballots, man. It was a cybersecurity and infrastructure. Uh, they had, like, uh, watermarks mm-hmm. in the ballots. So they're saying that a lot of the ballots were fake. So if it comes back that there were fake ballots that people filled out or that right. got doubled and stuff like that, and they don't have that watermark, somebody's in big trouble, man. So oh, yeah. I'm yeah. hoping that everything was done um, just and right. And legal, right. And legal, but um, if not, then... It makes me worry about, you know, the people that everybody want to be our next president because it's like, would it go to that extent to to win? And what are they fighting? If they if they have to go to that extent to cheat and all that to win, then what is it? 
So it makes me a little nervous and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm hoping that, it, you know, if Biden won fair and square, then Biden won fair and square and we have to move on with the punches and, right, exactly. and deal with it. Exactly. So we're up to uh, episode 19, Bax. Okay. 19. You know, we're uh, moving along very well in our podcast. We have uh, 24 episodes already in the cam when we were at uh, the Tea Time with the Blade Crew. Right. So um, remember the earliest shows? I think it was the Tea Time. Yeah, with, with the Tea Time. You had your, uh, your rant. Yeah, on yeah, the show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How did that work out? Well, she's one. Awesome. She's in there. She's in there. Congratulations. So, yeah. back, give it a little background story. I'm sure our listeners are not exactly sure what you're talking about. So, yeah, my aunt Felicia Pitcher Davis is out of Syracuse, New York. She ran for city court judge. And her and another um, young lady by the name of Miss Tidros, uh, they got the most votes. And it's, they, there was two seats. So, her and Tidros, another lady, she's another uh, minority lady as well in Syracuse, New York, that actually uh, going to be the next judges in Syracuse, New York. That's real big, man. I'm going up and hopefully in December, if uh, COVID is not going crazy in the wintertime, I'm going to go up and uh, watch my aunt, aunt support. I definitely want to support her, you know, like I want to see her party. Get sworn in? Yeah, get sworn in. When does that happen? I don't, so I know December 28th is going to be like some big party. I don't think she gets sworn in until like January though. Okay. So it's going to be a lot of stuff that's going on. And um, I just want to be a part of it, man. This is historic for my family. This is like, uh, you know, this is this is dope, man. So what are you going to call her now? You're going to still call her Aunt Felicia? Yeah, she's still or are you going to say you're my honor? Or yeah, you're like, your honor, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> All rise. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Uh, we had we interviewed her on her earlier shows. So uh, I think it was episode like three or four. Yeah. Uh, go check in the archives. And uh, you know, she was a great asset to our show. Yeah. Uh, we talked about, uh, what did she talk about? She talked about, uh, about minority voting and yeah. uh, minority people running for office. And... Yeah. Uh, I know, I know she was out in New York, but you know, we also talked about coronavirus at that time. I mean, the coronavirus was very new to us, and we were actually talking about the lawsuits and the possible lawsuits of you know catching COVID and all that good stuff. And it was a very good, very good interview. I, I really enjoyed having her on the show. Everybody just you know hit pause and back up uh, to like our I think it's like episode three, four, five somewhere when we were the tea time with the Blake crew. So yeah. congratulations, Felicia Pitts Davis, and uh, we were rooting for you, for you, even though you're not in our district. But yes, man. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah. But hopefully this other uh, you know this Trump situation you know will be uh, squared away. Hopefully sometime soon. Hopefully by our next episode. You think but, so? I hope so. I'm thinking December. Dece- I'm thinking like mid-December. Probably like January 15th. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, so, okay, well, that, that's good. So how was your Halloween? Oh, man, you know, I was just chilling, man, ducking all the little kids that knocked on the door. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't have any candy. <laughs> no candy, huh? Yeah, so every little kid that came, you know, we was just in here with the lights off, but they were still knocking on the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went over to our friend's house, and uh, they we had a Halloween little you know, family get together and, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, nobody actually came up to my house, mm-hmm. uh, according to my security cameras, but we, we did put a note on the front door and we did, if you remember, <laughs> I talked about this, we put a note on the door saying close, see you next year. Well, oh. that's what we did. And I turned off the lights, turn off the coach lights, I turn off the landscape lights and nobody uh, triggered any of my cameras. So it was very quiet in my neighborhood, but it was pretty busy um, in our friend's neighborhood. And uh, my costume, remember my costume I talked yeah, yeah, about? Yeah. How yeah. was that? How was that? Oh, man. I got, I got a lot of laughs and a lot of compliments over it. It was, okay. it was awesome. Yeah. Fortunately, the weather was, was a little warmer, but, um, but it was enough to wear it. And, yes, I did get it hot after like an hour and a half. And, 
I took uh, uh, my kids and her kids around the neighborhood, and and uh, the, my daughter goes up to this one of this house, uh, these houses in her neighborhood, and uh, the kid did not want to be out there. The kid had to be like I don't know, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. He didn't want to be out there to pass out candy, and he's uh, sitting there in a chair in the lawn, and he says. I don't want to be passing out candy. So we walk up to the house. He says, I hid my whole entire stash of like the bowl of candy in a big, huge, like a Ziploc bag type deal. Uh Whoever finds the candy gets to keep it. Wow. (laughs) My seven-year-old daughter, it's amazing. She can't like find anything like her socks in the morning and can't find her uniform for school. But by golly, she found the candy. She found the candy. She count, found the whole entire bag of candy that this kid was supposed to pass out. And <laughs> my daughter found it. Where was it? Like It was like behind a bush or something like that. But, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, this, my daughter can't even find her clothes for school in the morning when she goes to school. I, I, I can't figure it out. But She found that candy. She found the candy. <laughs> and of course, the other kids were like, oh, I want candy too. And I was like, Samantha, share the candy with your friends. I mean, really, you're, what do you, you can't eat possibly eat all that candy i mean my god but yeah my costume worked out very well had a lot of laughs and uh and they were i don't know if they were laughing at me or they're laughing with me but either way <laughs> people who were laughing probably a little bit of both it probably <laughs> probably but it was, it was a lot of fun uh I, you know first time since uh since i was like 10 years old out of that clown costume i wore and i finally dressed up for halloween so it was all good it was yeah, all good that's so, you didn't want to dress up at all. You just kept the lights off and that's nah, it. Yeah, we was just chilling, man. It was a real relaxed day for us. Bax, do you know this song? Yeah. Isn't that uh, Charlie Brown, right? Yep. Yeah. So we talked about this on our last show regarding about Peanuts, uh, the uh, the uh, Charlie Brown, like the, the Halloween special. Uh-huh. And... Do you remember when you were a kid, it was like on a Thursday night or whatever it was, right before Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, they was on CBS, CBS uh, back in the 80s. Do you remember the sound? Do you remember that? Do you remember that sound? Yeah, I do. That sound. What was that? Do you, what, what do you recall? What do you think that was? It's a game show, right? No, no, no. It's not? No. It's a CBS special presentation. Wow. So every time a special came on uh, TV, they, uh, they actually made that, you know, that, that sound, that little drum sound or whatever it is. I don't have no clue what it was. Well, anytime they actually did that, I, I was like, wow, something's coming on, something's coming on, and it's always a special. So you hear this. I'm continuing on with the Peanuts music. Okay. And you know a big special is always coming on. So we talked about this on the last show, and we talked about how Peanuts is no longer on uh, broadcast television. Mm-hmm. So they actually, Apple got the rights to play this. and But Apple was really nice of them. But the day before Halloween and, and Halloween, you were actually able to watch it on for free on Apple TV+. Plus. Right. So I, we have Apple TV, like I mentioned on the show, the show, the last show. So I had my kids watch this. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is, they, 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 they liked it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But my son said something very alarming about Charlie Brown. And he said, Charlie Brown was one depressed little boy. Okay. 
What do you think of that? Do you do you agree to that? His observation at 11 years old that Charlie Brown was a depressed young kid. Oh, good grief. You know, it's never Charlie Brown. He was. I feel like he I feel like his demeanor was was real. He, he wasn't active. He wasn't like hyper, should I say? Yeah, not like these kids these days. Everything was real sluggish. Yeah. His friend with, that played the piano, head was always down and, you know, always like moping around and stuff like that. So I can understand what your son, what your son was saying when he said that Charlie Brown was depressed. Like for him to observe that and, yeah. and get that as a child, I, I understand what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing how cartoons evolved. I mean, when, when this came out, like in the 50s? I mean, the 50s is that old? I think it was in the 50s. Yeah. But, you know, having these specials, you know, it's always like all these new cartoons are always upbeat or, you know, colorful and all that stuff. But it was just like blah. He says, you know, the, the kid was like depressed. And you know what? Thinking back on it, you know, because I grew up with this and he never saw this. That's what he said. He's not used to this type of uh, demeanor. Pretty interesting. Yeah, you're right. Did your kids ever see this? Charlie Brown, yeah, they like Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah, my kids into Charlie Brown. And what, what, you got the other ones that are coming up. You got Thanksgiving, and you got uh, the Christmas one. Was that the little, the fake little, not the fake little, the little tiny tree branch with the one ornament on there? Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's crazy how our my kids realize that Charlie Brown needs probably needs to be medicated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. You know, Charlie Brown is man. He's gonna last forever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the guy just changing the subject, but being talking about Charlie Brown, you know, the guy who played the voice of Charlie Brown was arrested back in 2010 for like assault to his girlfriend or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing a little research for the show, but I don't have it in front of me, but I don't want to, you know, allegedly, you know, uh, give the wrong information out. But yeah, he got arrested back in 2010. All right, well, we were on the subject, so I might as well pull it up now. So I have it here. Charlie Brown voice actor accused of stalking. Uh, his name is Peter Robbins, faced five felony ch- accounts, including stalking. So this uh, article came out, ABC News, from uh, January 23rd, 2013. All right, so January 23rd, 2013, the man who voiced character of Charlie Brown, the Peanuts television special uh, in the late 60s, I guess it's the late 60s, uh, was arraigned today on felony charges, including stalking. Peter Robbins, at that time, was 56 years old, charged with 12 counts making criminal threats and stalking, according to the San Diego District Attorney's Office on a news release. He pled not guilty. The actor was arrested Sunday when he tried to re-enter the United States at the some sort of port off of San Diego, uh, off of like San Diego and Tijuana, Mexico. Oh, man. Yeah, so the background check by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers yielded a search warrant against Robbins from the San Diego County uh, Sheriff's Office and U.S. Customs and Border Spokes- Protection spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbins was arrested and booked into San Diego County Jail at, five, at uh, 3.39 in the morning on Monday, uh, this is back in 2013, by the way, folks. And according to the jail website, he was being held on a $550,000 bail. Oh, <laughs> wow! So details of the arrest warrant were not immediately available. Uh, preliminary hearings was uh, set for March 22nd at that year. I think it was 2013. Like I said, it didn't happen just recently, folks. So don't think he got arrested. But that was back in 2013. So yeah, I mean, some of these actors, you know, I mean, remember uh, Different Strokes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you had um, uh, Willis. What you talk about, Labee? But, you know, what you talk about, Willis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Arnold. And he's, he's died, right? 
I think yeah, he's he dead. Yeah, yeah, he's he died. He's, gone. He's, he's no longer with us. And then who else? Then he had the older brother. What was he? Willis, right? That's his uh, older brother. He got arrested for, I don't know, what is it? Do you remember? If you go, I don't know what he got arrested for, but I know that if you usually go through Hollywood and you are a Hollywood person, you usually going to have your little fair share with the, the, oh, with the dark side. Interesting, yeah. yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame because you're now you're now in the public spotlight. You know, with all this money, I guess the fame just you know. I mean, one particular person I remember when uh, it was a really hit TV show was Charlie Sheen. Remember him like freaking out and yeah. and having his hose and uh, drugs. I mean, it just it, it's crazy. I mean, that lifestyle. But guarantee. I mean, you know, there's other people that made it through life with no problems, but majority of, of uh, actors Hollywood always get themselves some sort of you know trouble. And Paris Hilton, uh, who else? I mean, there's there's so many. Oh, speaking of uh, Hollywood, I'm not even on my list to talk about, but uh, the Full House. Full House. Uh, Lori Lockin, Lockin, I guess are you, how you say your name. Yeah. So she's in jail, okay? Wow. Uh, she's having a very hard time uh, being in jail right now. I don't have the story in front of me, but uh, uh-huh. this is what I heard of like TMZ or one of those uh you know, uh, access Hollywood type shows or something like that. But yeah, she's not having a good time in jail, which you know, I don't expect you have a good. No, yeah. I was going to say, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about having a good time. Yeah. In jail. But she's like, only in there for two months. You well, know, that's nothing. That's nothing. I mean, it's going to go by real quick. And yeah. I think she got in pretty early. I mean, she was supposed to go in like around Christmas time, if I'm not mistaken. You ever been to jail before? No, you never ever, been to jail. <laughs> you ever had any police contact? Or anything? No, no police contact. <laughs> That's All right, Bax, you want to share any stories? I mean, I don't want to share, but I, I've been in jail a few times in my lifetime. You know, Have you? Okay. In my younger years, but it's <laughs> nothing too crazy. I now mean, you got a judge in the family. Yeah, yeah, now we got a judge in the family. So. <laughs> I wonder if, if you were still living in Syracuse, so I wonder if she'd be allowed legally to no. represent you. She can't do no lawyer work. Like, all her lawyer work, gonna have to, she got to put to the side, like, yeah. st- starting, like, next week. Gotcha. So I told family and stuff like that. We can't be, we can't get our auntie in no trouble. We can't go looking for no favors. So this is, so we got to like change a lot of ways that we live. If we have to, like, we just got to clean up because she can't do no favors whatsoever. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Max, be a good boy. Be yeah, a good boy. Definitely. So, so uh, it's definitely official. Uh, Best Buy is definitely closed on uh, Thanksgiving day. Uh, that's definitely a, a good thing. Uh, you do plan on doing any Black Friday shopping this year? I will see, man. I might do a little bit of shopping. Like, how cheap is how cheap is stuff though? Like, does it really go down significantly? No, it doesn't really. I mean, yeah. you may get a TV. I mean, I, I worked for Best Buy. Oh God, it was like fifteen, sixteen years ago, yeah. and uh, at that time, uh, there was an awesome employee discount. That was the only reason why I worked there. I yeah. worked there for four hours a week, one day a week, and I got this awesome employee discount. I mean. It's really, it was really good. And uh, it's funny how people just line up, you know, for a, a TV worth 500 bucks and decides to, uh, you know, goes on sale for $150, but they stand in line for like hours and, and hours and hours and hours. I, I, to me, you know, time is money. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. We don't, we don't need any TVs in here. If anything no. we need, like we need a pet. Like everybody wants in this house, we want to get a pet. Like we want to get a French bulldog. Okay. Yeah, so, but electronics, we good. We got about seven TVs in here. We don't even watch TV. We got TVs <laughs> outside by the pool, TVs in there, TVs in there, TVs in the room, fire sticks. We don't even watch TV. Like, I went about all these TVs. We, I think we got TVs just just f- for the look. Just for the look. Yeah. yeah. It's like picture frames, right? Yeah, just for the look. Like, oh, yeah, we could watch TV. So we're at the room. Backs of Billion Studios. We're in one <laughs> of the back rooms. I'm looking at a TV with... Uh, it's like uh, two wires. In fact, it's plugged in. Yeah. What is that? A Roku? Or what's that other plug that's hanging yeah. there? 
you were close. That's the fire stick. The fire right? stick. Yeah, I have to unplug it. It's not even unplugged. It's not even plugged in. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes it, it, I, I don't know. Something makes the the other fire fire stick slow because it's like one, two, three, it's about three or four fire sticks in this house. Wow. Okay. And then the rest <laughs> of the TV is like real cool. We don't even. We're not even doing cable. Uh. Uh. uh What's the what's the cable company name? I uh, got Spectrum yeah, and you Spectrum, got uh, yeah, Frontier. Spe- yeah, Spectrum called the other day, tried to get us back. Like, uh, uh-uh. yeah, yeah. Once once you got Roku and Fire Stick and and stuff like that, you're never gonna need uh, you're never gonna need um Spectrum again. Really? Ever uh, again? I still got I still have the old fashioned cable. Uh, I mean, we got all the other. We got Netflix. We got Hulu. We got uh, Amazon Prime. I mean, I don't even use it. Yeah. So I mean, I'm wasting my money on that. But I know my wife and kids use it. So I guess whatever keeps them happy on that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I just don't use it. I mean, just not for me. I'm I'm not a TV person. I'm more of a news, current events, and I'm trying to find stories for our podcast and you know things that we could talk about. But yeah, that's just nuts. It's just nuts. But so, um, so. Changing the subject completely. Okay. Okay. I've been doing a YouTube page uh, mm-hmm. since 2014. And you know that music, speaking of cable, okay, uh, do you remember that channel Music Choice? Yeah. Yeah. I so it's, it's like basically cable, music cable TV channel. It, is, it plays music 24-7. You could go uh, 80s, 90s, pop hits, reggae, uh, rap, uh, you know, metal, all different genres, classical. I mean, there's like 40 different channels. So, yeah. so uh, every year, they, you know, they, they, I'm sorry, they have a channel called Sounds of the Seasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's whatever season it is, they'll play that type of theme music. So, you know, you got, um, you know, like uh, July 4th coming up and they'll do, you know, July 4th type music, you know, like uh, come and do America, you know, like all that good stuff. And, you know, party me a black backyard music and Memorial Day backyard music and all that stuff. And then you got uh, Halloween, you know, Halloween just passed and they play all the Halloween scary songs and all that, all that stuff. Yeah. So their biggest thing that they do every year is. Uh, sounds of the season, uh, Christmas music. Okay. So Christmas music, this is kind of weird, but. They start playing the Christmas music like the night of Halloween. Wow. So basically, October 31st, around midnight, they start playing Christmas music. So you can see when it switch over. Right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you've brought me to my next point, okay. which is kind of weird because Music Choice is a national like TV uh, cable provider or Music Choice. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all over the country. So... So they changed to Christmas music at nine o'clock on Halloween. I mean, sorry, midnight at Halloween. What about the folks in California? They're getting shortchanged. Right. They got to be. Yeah, because they're three hours behind. Yeah. So they're a TV network and they're, whatever they play is like you're sitting at a Halloween party. Next thing you know, they're playing, you know, Monster Mash and all that. Next thing they change over the Christmas music. Right. So according to Music Choice, this, I was like one year, I was like, I love Christmas music and it gets me into the mood and gets me, my wife makes fun of me. I mean, she really does. Like yesterday we were uh, cleaning, uh, cleaning one of our closets and it's something that needed to be done for a long time. So I, uh, you know, I, and I'm interested, I'm, I'm in this podcast. I love podcasts and okay. one particular podcast I like binge listened, you know, if that's even such a word instead of binge watch. Right. So I binge uh, listened to a particular podcast and uh, it was been hours and hours and hours. And my wife was like, all right, enough is enough already. Mm-hmm. Let's change it to something else. I was like, huh, okay. Well, it was my idea of the clean the closet, so I think I should keep listening to my podcast I want to listen to. Yeah. So I decided, you know what? Let me play Christmas music. 
<laughs> so I pulled up the Series XM app. I put on the Christmas channel, and I was like, here you go, babe. We'll play something different right now. And she got angry at me. Why? Yeah, she got angry because she doesn't want to listen to Christmas music. Wow. But I said, well, you told me to get rid of the podcast. Yeah. You know, not my podcast, but whatever the podcast I was listening to. I was binge, binge listening, yeah. trying to catch up on all the episodes I missed. Yeah. And uh, she got mad at me. Wow. I was bro. like, really? So getting back to music choice. Music Choice, um, you know, is that music channel on the cable providers. I'm sure it's on all the cable providers. But down here in Florida, we got Spectrum. We got like Dish. We got all the other Frontier and all that stuff. So anyway, so they um, had us, uh, you know, they do the Christmas music. So one year I was like, I wonder what it's like for what they do from Halloween to Christmas. Just out of curiosity. So one day I decided that YouTube, you know, YouTube has everything. You could like find how to wire, uh, you know, hot wire a car and they give you instructions or how to cook a four course meal or, you know, how to change a baby's diaper or something. I mean, there's everything on YouTube. So I uh, YouTube uh, Christmas music, change music choice and I, I different keywords and I didn't find anything. Right. So I was like, ah, this is a good idea. So I actually, one year, it was back in 2014, I decided to uh, record music choice on my DVR box. Mm -hmm. My DVR box, uh, you know, I, I got, went to the website and I actually uh, see what date and time they would have changed the Christmas music. Mm -hmm. So I decided, okay, let me set my DVR box, a box and the next morning I decided to, uh, you know, rewind it and actually do the transition. So this first video that I did, I decided to actually record it. And I put it on my YouTube channel back in 2014. So if you do a, a, a Music Choice uh, YouTube search, it's called uh, Music Choice 2014, Sounds of the Season from Halloween to Christmas. Okay. And this was five years ago. So right now, take a guess how many views I got on that how about, video. How much? I got over 12,000 views. Wow, bringing the checks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think I'm not that lucky. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't even know what the uh, definition is uh, YouTube for... Um, uh, they're bringing the checks, but either way, so yeah, so I this is my first video. This video is only like 30 seconds long, so let me pull it up here. So here we go. So I have a video being shot to my TV, and it's got Halloween sounds of the season. Okay, and this it's 11:58 right now. Whatever time it was at the time, I don't know what time it was. Okay. And then they cut to Christmas music. Wow, that's cool. Okay? That was in 2014. And I had no commentary. I had no commentary. I had nothing, you know, said. I just did it. And people were actually starting the request every year. They're sending me messages wow. through uh, YouTube saying, would you do another video? And I just did it. I did it in 2015, 2016. And then I took a hiatus, I think, in 2017, or 2018, I don't remember what, uh, what I, there was like one or two years I had to skip because I changed cable providers and I didn't have a DVR and it's because I was, you know, just like you, you don't have cable in your house. I didn't yeah. want a DVR in my house. Yeah. So I, I didn't do it. So uh, last year I uh, got my DVR back, but uh, YouTube, I'm sorry, Use a Choice went to a streaming app through the cable box versus a channel. So there was no way in hell I could record it. So this year I stayed awake and I actually wait to 1150, uh, 11.59. I actually had my phone ready to go and I went to record it. And next thing you know, 
There was another Halloween song. I was like, oh, God, I don't even know what time this song, you know, this the transition is going to be happening. So you do, you do it every year? I did it every year, minus the last, like, two two years. But wow. I did it from 2014. So this year, I finally got it. But my kids were sleeping over somebody's house. I was over somebody's house at midnight uh, for a little Halloween get-together for family, like I mentioned early in the show. And uh, they were making too much noise. And uh, I missed it. Wow. <laughs> so I couldn't record it because there was no way to record it. So uh, unless you stay there live, it's not like you hit a rewind button on the DVR box. But yeah, so I, I actually uh, put on my YouTube t- page and uh, and I got some hits on there. Not a lot so far, but it's still early in the season. So basically, music choice, we're already starting the holiday season. <laughs> They're ready. They're ready before us. Yes. Ready, set, go. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Ready, set, go. So the holidays are coming back. The iPhone 12 was rolled out. Uh-oh. What is that going to do? No, nothing, nothing. Okay. But I already started getting requests okay. to get an iPhone 12. Oh, who's giving a request? My seven-year-old daughter. Wow. Seven years old. What kind of phone does she have now? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> nothing. She was like, Daddy, can I have an iPhone 12 for Christmas? I was like, I don't even have an iPhone 12. You're going to get my hand-me-downs. Right. You know, hand-me-downs. Yeah. Screw that. No, 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 no. You're get not going to... Get a 10. Yeah. Buy a 12. No, maybe an iPhone 7 or something like right. that. Something I could buy off my Facebook marketplace because you're going to freaking lose it on me. <laughs> but yeah, but a 7-year-old, do you think that's way too young? For a 12? For, for an iPhone, period. I do. These phones are addictive, man. Oh, they I'm, are. I'm watching my kids and their phones and trying to do this homeschool stuff and everything else bro and it's not working it's not working i got a light and then it's like it's really an addiction bro i watch them and when you take it away it's like they get the jitters and stuff oh, like yeah. that like you need count they need counseling for this stuff they need counseling for these electronics they need counseling for this one game called fortnite i'm gonna sue fortnite <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> these kids are addicted to fortnite but yeah iphone 12 might be a little much, man, but don't tell her I said it, though. She might be mad at me next time I see her. <laughs> Make sure she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. Oh, guess what's not coming in the iPhone 12? What? You know, when you buy an iPhone, you get that big box, that little box that's like, what, you know, three, four inches tall and, what, about eight, nine inches long or something like that? Yeah. So it always comes with a headphone and the instruction book and the sticker and, you know, and uh, whatever else. The owner's charger manual. Charger and all that. Yes, the charger. Apple is not going to be putting the charger in the box. Why not? Because they want to save on, um, uh, because they feel like everybody has a charger. Mm-hmm. And they feel that uh, they can save also uh, save on the environment, hmm. which I think is a bunch of bull crap. Me too. Because it's really, if, if you want to save on the environment, then don't come out with a new phone every single year. Right. Because that takes a lot of energy. I mean, um, these phones are shipped from China. You put it on a boat. Right. They use it as a carbon footprint and all the electronics and all the, you know, all the other things that right. go along with it. Right, right, don't right. give me the phone's not going to be... You know, saving the environment for not putting the charger in. I want my charger. I, yeah. I want a new wire. I mean, the wire in my car or, or the one I use at home is already frayed. Yeah. I want a new wire. Yeah, these, yeah, these chargers break, especially if you get a, a, a they all break. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> they all get short They all changes. do. So you're getting short change this time and you're not going to get your wire with your phone. Oh, man, that sucks. You know, the actual plug Okay, I'm okay with because mm-hmm. everybody's got these uh, USB uh, chargers. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm not okay with them not sticking a wire in the box. Yeah, just going to stick that wire in the box. I mean, how much more of a carbon footprint it's going to cause? Yeah, and then you don't know the condition of my old plug. You don't know if I'm wrapping it around the phone. <laughs> so, yeah. like trying, you know how you have to wrap the, the, the cord around the phone just in case there's a shortage in it to try to catch it. Exactly. And hold it the right place. Hold it in the right place. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah like, exactly. You, you don't know where I'm at with my, with my no, previous it, charger, Apple. Go ahead. I need a new one. <laughs> it's called uh, Profit. That's yeah. all it is, yeah, you know. That's what it is. So then they're making you charge, you know, for the three foot wire. I think was it eighteen dollars at the Apple Store. I mean, it's just it's expensive. Yeah, but for, they break just like the five dollar ones too, though. So yeah, I they sure do. I don't get a different. I don't understand. Like they're just like ripping us off. Well, you know, with the new wire, uh, the Lightning wire, they have a chip inside these um, wires here, so it lets you know if it's a if it, it lets the phone know if it's a legitimate uh, wire. Okay. So you got to get like an AFR. I don't know what whatever the initials are. You got to get one with the Apple chip in there. So I my wires I buy I buy the six foot wire off of Amazon, mm-hmm. and it's like seventeen dollars for two of them. It, to me, it's well worth it. But Amazon Basics makes a really good iPhone light lightning charger. Wow. So uh, I haven't had any issues. Uh, matter of fact, okay, I lied. I had one issue just recently. Uh, I put it on my Facebook page. I don't know if you noticed. That is it. Um, basically the wire, uh, was charging my wife's phone and the whole thing melted. The phone or the wire? The wire where you plug in the actual wire to the device was actually melted. Where did you get that wire from? This is the Amazon basics wire. I'm showing back a picture of it on my phone. That's one of those cheap wires. But it was an Amazon basics wire. Yeah. I never had an issue with it and it just got so hot and melted I mean, it actually got hot enough that it melted the soldering tips at the very end of the lightning. That could have been dangerous. Yeah. Were you looking at it when it melted? Or? No, no, no. It, well, my uh, wife uh, had it on her uh, nightstand charging, or, or maybe she had it on her chest. Did- maybe she fell asleep with it on her, on her chest, you know, uh, sleeping. And uh, and the next thing you know, uh, that, that following morning, she took the phone wire. Thank goodness it didn't damage the phone, but yeah. you know, but that's just crazy. I mean, that's that stuff, big old fire has it there. I mean. Super fire hazard. You know, especially, you know, can't can anything just be very simple these days? You know, why is it everything got to be with a computer chip and make sure it's their product they're using? Exactly. That's what it is. You know, that's exactly what no it is. No duplication. They what wanna, about? They want to get all the money. What about, you know, do you have a Keurig? A Keurig, yeah, I got a yeah. Keurig. Yeah. So the Keurig 2.0, mm-hmm. okay? I, I, I saw somebody on Facebook uh, posted, um, uh, they have the Keurig 2.0 and uh, she's like, Oh man, my old uh, coffee K cups K cups don't fit or actually register inside the new Keurig. So the new Keurig 2.0 is got a computer reader of to make sure you're not putting uh, uh, fake K cups like you know you, you get like the store brand or the you extensions. Get, the, or the, not, not necessarily the extension. We could put the can. We could put the coffee inside it. Well, besides that, but you know, like store brands come out with their own coffee cups yeah. or K cups. Yeah. But Ke- Keurig wants to tap into that market and uh, cr- create a profit margin. So they actually have like a barcode or some sort of reader on there. So when you close the lid and after you put your K cup in there, it will actually say this is a genuine product. You start brewing your coffee. I mean, it's a freaking coffee maker. Like, yeah. why are they giving us such a hard time? I mean, I have a Keurig, and I do have the um, the, the one that you fill. Besides, like, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I make my own coffee every morning, and I have no issues. Yeah. But this new Keurig 2.0, nope. They're just concerned about the bottom bottom dollar. You make sure you buy their products wow. or their, their coffee 
I mean, which I think is wrong. I mean, it's freaking greedy. You know, exactly. It's sort of like, um, you know, like HP, for example, because I have an HP printer. Yeah. You can't use aftermarket, you know, laser jet things or the uh, inkjet cartridges. I mean, there's a chip in there that knows when when that chip or that uh, ink cartridge was put into the actual machine. It like it like time it like stamps a a date in the chip that Mm -hmm. knows what date and time. And after like six months, even though you still have ink left, it will stop working, saying that the uh, it expired. But even though the expiration date on the actual cartridge still has another life in there, but it's been in the machine for that long. That sucks. It it sucks. I mean, I've I've read somewhere that the printers company or the hp they take a loss on yeah. those printers they they were making the money on the refills not the refills but the actual cartridges yeah so i mean it's just like come on can we just all get along and and keep our products uh you know why do we have to buy hp genuine cartridge i mean it's like crazy. really you know it's it's you know computers are great but you know integrating computers to make sure you're using their products like the Apple iPhone Wire, the Keurig, the HP LaserJet uh, printer cartridge. I don't yeah. know, man. That's crazy, bro. So, but but uh, what's going on with you? Anything interesting going on? Uh, man, it's a lot going on, man. Uh, so, I don't know if you do you listen to uh, gangster rap. No, no, no. It's definitely not in my uh, my iPod shuffle or anything <laughs> like that. So, you know me. I'm I'm pretty well rounded, man. I, I like all type of music. I listen to all type of artists, but I, I'm also uh, in tune with, you know, like, uh, the Chicago drill scene. And recently there was a loss, like a really big loss. There was a kid by the name of King Vaughn who actually got shot and murdered in Atlanta. Um, he's from Chicago, but you know, the murder happened, the murder happened in Atlanta. It's all over the news. It's everywhere. And um, he was just basically on his way to um, fame. This was like his album that dropped, and you know it was just like the beginning of his career. He barely scratched the surface. You know, okay. he, he was on his way up, and you know he got gunned down. But the thing about King Von, man, and, and this is the most unfortunate thing about King Von is that if you pay attention and you understand life and you understand, you know, that lifestyle, this was inevitable. Like it was, it was basically bound to happen. It was bound to come. It was, you know, when you, when you are, you know, like disrespecting the dead and speaking ill of the dead and uh, talking about smoking the dead, meaning like um, smoking it, like so. So they got a, they have a term of like, I smoked your homeboy, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm smoking your homeboy in a blunt. So if if you had a dead, let's say you had a dead friend, right? And what, uh, get me up to speed. What exactly is smoking? Smoking, smoking, or bang, bang, you're dead, dead, smoke. So, so, so in that term, it means like I'm smoking them up. I'm smoking them in a blunt. Like I'm smoking your boy in a blunt. You feel me? Okay. So it's just like a way to disrespect the dead. You feel me? Okay. Um, I don't want to s- say too many names because that's not, that's not me. So I don't want to say the names that they say, but, right. you know, there, there's a couple rivals in Chicago that, they will go back and forth saying, I'm smoking your friend or I'm smoking this dude in the blunt, blase, blase, blase. And this dude, King Von, man, he, you know, he is known as like a silent assassin in Chicago. Man. He was like one of those ones that he talks about murder. He, he, you could see it in his eyes. You know, like you, you, you know, those dudes that you could just see that darkness all over him. He could yeah. see it in his eyes. You could see the vibe, but he was real popular, man. He was a, he was a, he was a young kid. He was only 26 years old. 
the kids loved him. You know, my I, I, my kids was listening to him, and you know, my son is twelve years old, and it's like uh, he posted on his Instagram. That's my hero. I'm like, I had to stop for a second. Like, why is that your hero? And uh, I just like his music, and I just had to think for a minute. Like, you know, my kids are little brothers to a nineteen year old, a fifteen year old, and a seventeen year old. So it's like, oh uh, man, they can be exposed to this type of stuff. So I just had to like explain to him that he's not a hero. You, you see what happened to him. You see how he's how his um life played out. You know, his life right. played out about the stuff that he talked about in his music, and it came in and haunted him. You know, like you can't eat can't eat off a, 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 a plate of death and murder and not think to get think you're not gonna get full at some point in time like so at some point in time you're gonna be you're gonna get it's gonna happen to you so it's all on the video and he was fighting somebody that he was originally cool with at one point in time and the guy that he was fighting uh brother or a friend or something like that you know with the you know the internet has so many different stories shoots him in the back and it's over Wow. You know what I mean? On his rise to fame, on his rise to, you know, stardom and everybody was rocking with him. He was he was gonna blow up. You know, he he had the you know how like a new star comes out and they right. had they have the they have the interest. He had the public interest. But right. this this is the second rapper that this happened to, um, this year in two thousand and twenty. It happened to King Von, then it happened to another rapper by the name of Pop Smoke. And I'm like, man, like we out here um, promoting a lifestyle that lead us straight to the casket, and we act like we don't understand it. And it's like you know, like we just gotta talk to our youth, man, and just you know, just be uh, honest with them and saying like, yo, you could live this lifestyle. It might look cool. It might look intriguing. It might look like uh, you know, females like this because a lot of females do like this. A lot of females like bad boys, and right. you know, that's why a lot of men, you know, they try to put on a bad boy front. You know, some mm -hmm. of them are. But some, a lot of them are not, you know, because when, when it hits the fan, you, you see a lot of them melt. A lot of them do stand up, but a lot of them melt. So, you know, we like to perpetuate a lot of things just strictly because of what the other person thinks or the other sex thinks, you know. And we're just <laughs> following trends and ending up in caskets and stuff like that. So I feel bad for King Von, man. I feel bad for, um, you know, the people that had to watch it, you know, his family. I feel bad for just his start. Like, he yeah. was getting ready to start. I got a friend up. In Syracuse, New York, man, who um, who's a who's a who's a big time clothing designer. My friend in Syracuse, New York, he's a big time clothing designer, man, and mm -hmm. it's, um, it's called Mastermind Clothing. He that night he was at the party with King Von. He he signed a deal with um, the King Von's um, management or you know a promotion team uh, for like clothing. Like I could go down to my friend's uh, Facebook page right now. Him and King Von hanging out, chilling. King Von. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah, King Von got his clothes on and stuff like that. It's like he was hurt behind this. The night that, the day that he got killed was the day that my friend posted on his Facebook. I'm I'm down with um, O Block now, you know, far as because that's the name of the you know their little area. I'm I'm he gonna be doing clothes or whatever he was gonna do with them. He posted it and then the dude get killed. Boom, it's over. So it's like, dang man, that's a that's such a bad break and it kind of like breaks my heart because there's like so much potential. Right, right. You know what I mean? So much potential that's gone down the drain, man. Because the kid, no matter how dark he was, there was like a little light to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do he they they say he had a good heart. They say he had a you know he he would give the shirt off his back. I got I see footage of him like just taking a hundred thousand dollars and just splitting it to all his friends and stuff like that around him and stuff like that the people that were less fortunate like he was always giving and stuff like that but mm. he was violent he was dangerous and he was violent and he was really about that life and 
that life came back and hunt and, and it haunted him. And you know, his 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 ladies and girlfriends and stuff like that, they say things like, Vaughn prepared us for this. So it's sad that you're twenty six and you're preparing um your family for uh what's to come. You know what I'm saying? And um it's sad, man, because uh it's just so much potential going down a drain where people could be using their potential and using their fame for other things to build a community and stop a lot of these gang wars and stuff like that. But they keep it going, and they, they, a lot of time their money fuels it. You feel me? So when you have like money and you're and you're you're going to be a millionaire and the people above you are millionaires and stuff like that, and but you're really in the streets, you can you can feel that gang war. You feel me? So it was like a really big gang war that that's going on within the hip-hop community within the black community that that's just really sad man and you know it it kind of it kind of stings my heart a little bit because the way that I was raised man I, I was um I was surrounded by all of that you know what I'm saying I was surrounded by you know like I got friends that are you know that died the same way Vaughn died and getting shot and being involved in gangs and stuff like that and you know I, I I'm glad that I was never really considered like no no gang guy or whatever but I, I do I did and I do have friends that hang around different situations it was times when I was trying to get down to um certain areas and neighborhoods where I had a big cousin that was involved that he would kick me out kick me out kick me up and <laughs> send me back on my way like yeah, all right, right. get back up the hill like yeah that was lie that was my R.I.P. lie man he he died November 8th uh November 5th 2008 he was shot oh, you know wow. Like, he was, like, my role model, you feel me? And um, he was just, like, the lion of the family. Like, everybody in the streets respected him, and everybody loved him. And, you know, a lot of people followed him, and a lot of people tried to talk like him because he had, like, a little stutter. So sometimes, um, you know, his friends, a lot of friends that didn't even stutter, even family members, you know, like, that didn't stutter, they would stutter just because of stutter, like, when, when he was around. Like, he was that much of an impressionable dude. But, right. you know, I, I looked up to my cousin so much where – you know, I would try to get get down to the neighborhood where he, uh, you know, where he hung at. Because I had a lot of friends, you know, I, got, I had a lot of friends where, where he hung at. And every time I would try to get down there, he would try to, like, uh, you know, kick me out or, you know, tell me to go back up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. or, if I, or, like, if I was hanging with, like, some of his mutual friends and stuff like that, we'll be in the car together and stuff like that. He'll make him get out the car, you know, like, uh-uh, you're not chilling with my cousin today, like, not happening. Like, he was, like, really overprotective of me. At first, I thought it was like he was acting funny towards me, but, you know, the older I get and, you know, like, the more people that, of his friends and, you know, a couple of my friends that said he had encounters with La, you know, um, they would talk about how La would, like, really love me and he 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 encouraged me to, um, just to be different and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, I'm thankful for La, man. Like, I, I really am um, because now I understand why he acted a little funny towards me in certain situations and certain scenery. And, um... It was just a it was just a blessing for me because, you know, there's a certain lifestyle that goes on in my community that is it, it, not life. It's really it's really a death style. It's not a lifestyle. Is because because it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Like we all gonna go right. Yeah. But it's inevitable that if you live in that certain life, like how King Von and them and a lot of the dudes out here in the streets and the gangs is living, that is is gonna happen a certain way. You gonna either get killed or you are gonna go to jail. You know what I'm saying? And that's like an 80% chance. Now, there's a 20% chance that, you know, you grow old or, you know what I'm saying, something happens or you or you, or you just change your life. But I feel like mm-hmm. it's a it's a higher percentage um, 
if you live in a certain life and you are, especially if you are and you have committed violent acts and you are known for committed violent acts, like that's just pure energy. That's just whatever y'all want to call it, energy, karma, or what goes around comes around. Is right. That's just how life works. That's just mathematics within itself. So, you know, it, it, it's just kind of sad to see the cycle, you know, to repeat. And, you know, these guys are 26 and these guys will never be able to talk or speak again. And, you know, these mm-hmm. guys are leaving children here, you know. Yeah. Leaving children here that need them, like they're leaving daughters here that's gonna be fatherless and grow up with daddy issues and look for love. These then they're leaving sons that might follow in their footsteps or footsteps and feel like they have to uh, perpetuate the life that they their their uh their um their father lived. You know, so it it, it gets crazy, man. And I, I'm just thankful just for the mindset, just to understand and just to have a vision to see. I'm thankful for my cousin La, man, which was a he was a good dude. He was a he was a leader of a family. He was a line of the family. He he uh you know donated to the family financially. He made sure that I was straight when I was going to school down in um, Hampton, Virginia. All my cousins looked out for me. Like I like when when you look at, when you look at me, man, you look at my family, like how they treat me. They treat me kind of like um like a prince of the family. You feel me? Like yeah. I was I was the one where um, a lot of my cousins, you know, they invested in me. You know, my 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 uncles and my cousins, my older cousins and stuff like that. They invested in me strictly because my father died before I was born. I never had a chance to meet my father, so I was like really one of the only ones who didn't have their biological father per se naturally. Now there mm-hmm. were, there were, I had some uncles that you know that were possibly in um you know like in uh certain situations where they weren't there for a couple of years, but. Most, I think all my cousins can go say, hey, dad, you know what I'm saying? Right, it's, right. It set me. You know, I never got a chance to really say hey to my biological father. So that kind of, like, affected me as I as I looked for, try to find myself. And you know, my mother is, like, really soft. She's a soft-spoken church lady. So it's like, you're getting raised by your mom. You're going to, like, everything is just going to be so soft and... And you know you're gonna try to you're gonna try to be a man or try to be a, a tough boy and stuff like that. And there's nobody around you to, to make you tough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But your uncles and mm-hmm. your cousins and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I'm thankful for the way that I was raised. I'm thankful for the for the for the mixture of lifestyles and stuff that I have. You know, and that I had. You know, it just helps me make you know better decisions. I did in my youth. I did make some crazy decisions. Some decisions that could have put me under the jail for some years, but um, I just thank God that um, you know I'm here. You, you yeah. feel me? I just thank God that I'm here now at this point in time. You're doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing this podcast. That's a fact. Yeah, R.I.P. Awesome. King Von, man, and you know that street life thing, man. It's it's really just a myth, man. Like it, it, it's not really what we think it is. I feel like it's just uh, it's it's like a courage that has no power. You feel me? The courage that we that we have and the heart that we have, there's no power in it because once you get shot. Once you get locked up, you can't do nothing. There's nothing you Absolutely, can do. You, right. There's nothing you can do. So, wow. R.I.P. King Von, man. R.I.P. to the other dude from um, Chicago. I think his name Duck. R.I.P. to all the soldiers that got killed, man, by gun violence and stuff like that. And um, hopefully that we could find, we could figure out what we can do in the community to um, just to cease all, to cease and dismiss, man, all the all the gun violence and stuff that's out there, man. Hopefully. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, before we wrap up the show here, so we do have a, like an announcement to make. Oh, man, you go ahead and make it, brother. Oh, you do it. 
Oh, okay. Well, we'll both do it. All right. Yeah, so cool. we all know uh, where, you know, what you're talking about, Libby, uh, has been established, what, uh, for number what, 10 episodes or so, 10, 12 episodes or so. Yeah, yeah. You know, Laura, you know, Libby, L-A-B is uh, Laura, AJ, and Bax. And uh, you know, Laura's mom passed away uh, a number of months ago, and she's just focusing on her family and her kids and all respected. And she uh, graciously back out of the, backed out of the show, but the invitation's still open for her to join us. So, uh, so instead of calling herself what you're talking about, Libby, um, Bax and I were just brainstorming. We need something that's going to be easy to search in the search box uh, because a lot of people had a hard time spelling what you're talking about <laughs> and all that. That was one of the feedback. I mean, it was a catchy phrase. I, I like, you know, the play on words, you know, what you're talking about, Libby, but it was pretty tough for people to find us without a link. So um, we're going to uh, rebrand our show. We're going to come up with a new uh, thumbnail picture. Hopefully we'll have it out by the time the next show drops and uh, we'll uh, definitely uh, you know, keep everybody posted. But our new name of the show is going to be uh, I Can Relate to That Podcast. Something short, yeah. sweet, to the point. Um, I did a search for uh, that name of the show and nobody has it right now. So you know, we, since we do a lot of stuff we can relate to as one of each other or to our listeners growing up. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, so uh, mm -hmm. we're going to be, uh, I can relate to that podcast. Uh, we're going to uh, officially launch it out on our next show and um, and hopefully uh, we'll get more of a following. So definitely have to rebrand and, uh, you know, we, we love Laura having on the show and hopefully we could get uh, my wife and Bax uh, Charmaine onto the our show, Bax's lovely wife or yeah, lovely wife, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but uh, let her, uh, you know, join on the show. But uh, we're definitely going to get uh, probably another voice on the show and uh, see if we'll take it from there. But right now it's just me and Bax. And uh, other than that, we'll just have to rebrand everything. So uh, hopefully by the next show, we could uh, actually formally change our name. So, all right. Do you have any final words? No final words. All right. Well, it was a good show. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe our uh, Facebook page and our YouTube. Actually, we don't even really use YouTube anymore. I have I stopped uploading to that. It was too much of a too much of a copyright infringement with our sound clips and all that stuff. So, but either way, uh, we're on our platforms. Uh, please give us a like and subscribe and follow. And uh, other than that, have a great week, everybody. Take care. <laughs>